Okay. Welcome to Sam and Maggie Higley. Yes, welcome. This is a podcast that me and the one over there, uh, I know you can't see us, it's whatever. He's over there. Uh, we watch episodes of Glee and we uh, review them, Yes, as it were. Uh, we never finished the show when it was airing, but it's our seminal program, so we have returned to it to review its crimes. Yes, it's and, and then judge it. Accordingly, um, if you didn't know this was a podcast before you started listening, cool, good job. Um, but that's what it is. So I'm Sam. That's Maggie. She covered all the stuff already. Stop repeating yourself. Let's just get into the thing. Okay, today's okay. episode is season three, episode three, Asian F. Um, okay, should we talk up top? I mean, we about how Ian Brennan, the writer of this episode, is not Asian. Um, sure. And luckily, so this time around, it's, so he's not Asian. Yeah, it's a lot more. It's a lot more obvious, um, as opposed to some of our other crimes of the past. Yeah. Um, no, Ian Brennan is definitely not Asian. Um, yes. And, and the director Alfonso Gomez Rejon is also not Asian. Yes. Um, but we're gonna have to let's save let's save the discussion about whether this is the worst yeah. thing in the world or still just pretty bad. Um, once we get into the episode. So, yeah, let- I I think, yeah, well, I think we can save it until maybe the discussions yes. that happen around the Asian F. Yes. Um. So this episode originally aired on October fourth, two thousand eleven, with eight point four million viewers, which is down from last week, which had eight point six million. Um, and it's also pretty low in general, um, compared to the other seasons. So that's my info, and Maggie already let us know the writer and director. Yep, uh, Alfonso Go- Gomez Rayhan has done a lot of Glee episodes. Usually, it's like the one, like the pump up episodes. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? No, like uh, yeah. the jump. Ep- well, the the mattress commercial episode. Yep. Yeah, I was going to uh, say his name sounds familiar, and from what I can recall, the episodes that he's done in the past have been pretty good. Like they've been pretty yeah. good episodes. So yeah, I think we're we're stepping off on the right foot here. Okay. Uh, I have a iced lemon sparkling beverage Ooh. to enjoy um so i'll sip it while you cover the recap okay so recap first i just want to make this exceedingly clear um meds no. and therapy helped emma will yeah, did not, not help will. emma will did not yeah. help Emma in any way shape or form he is a bad person he's a bad influence he does bad things to emma we have seen yes. this time and time again i don't care what and the recap said He's um, going to do it in this episode, too. Exactly. So, um, cool. Emma's not better because of Will. She's better because she got on meds and went to therapy. So Yes. A combination of medication and behavioral therapy. Which is typically how people get better when they have mental illness. And that's good. That's fine. Yes. It's not relationships with terrible people that help you. Um, exactly. So anyway, that's uh, there's part of other the other stuff in the recap. Uh, it's basically just word for word what's hap- what happened in last episode yes niata plans which is mostly. fine yeah like, i suppose yeah it, it's because we're so plot driven we have to know this stuff it's not like it's useless information like no. old recaps have been in the right. past yeah or or well i guess yeah the, the main thing with this is that um 
essentially you're at episode three of the third season. If you're just starting here, um, this is a pretty bad place to start. Yeah. So. Because we're we're just revving up into actual storylines. Yes. So. So. Pretty cool. Let's jump the in. The first scene is booty camp. We are back on the auditorium stage. Yes. Uh, and there's a whole mess of Glee Club members just dancing their little hearts out. Right. Yes, and then um, Quinn is unskanked. Oh yes, still. Yep, and Santana is there. Um, this will come because up in a she yeah. pledged her loyalty off screen. Yes, Mercedes is late. Yep, uh, because she woke up late. Even though this is the afternoon, her schedule's just been offset thirty minutes all day. I mean, I've been there. I totally get it. So sure. I mean, doubt. I doubt that happened as a high school student, though. It's not like your <laughs> well, schedule shifts, Maggie. Uh, it, it. When I was in high school, if I was late to band, I'd be in serious trouble. So we know that didn't happen. Of course. Uh, so Mercedes nearly vomits after maybe a moment of dancing. Yes. Um, and then Shu, like a good teacher, berates her for her attitude. Well, Santa, Santana does as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because Shu goes to comfort Mercedes initially, like ask her if she's all right when she's vomiting, and Santana is like, "Why do you why are you always babying her?" Right. Which, which doesn't happen. No. This this episode uh, is full Will, of lies. Yes. Yeah, Will says some horrible shit. Uh, because Mercedes is like, "Oh, I'm just doing my best," and Will responds with, "Quote." It's not about doing your best anymore. It's about doing better. Yeah, it's he's a really bad teacher. Um, yeah, he's a he's a bad man. Exactly. he's a bad person. Yes, um, that's like like you just po- like you were saying about the lies. Um, this is also we're we're gonna touch on them multiple times this episode, but we have to remember the core tenet of this podcast: never trust Glee. Yeah, Glee we can't always trust lies. Glee. We cannot. So, yeah. So that's the premise here for this plot line. Mercedes apparently is kind of at her breaking point. It seems that like with booty camp. Um, so, yeah, because she asks yeah. Shu why he, he's always picking on her. Is well, that here no, that's later? later. That's later. Fuck. Why do they have so? They have this argument a second time. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't really argue here. It's more like Mercedes is just like I'm struggling here, and Will is like I don't care. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Uh, yes. let's get to the next part. Uh, it is in, I suppose, Wemma's apartment. Yes. Cause they're living there together now. Emma has her shame box revealed. Yes. Um, yeah. So Will discovered her, uh, wedding mag stash. Um, and he talks about her quote, inner bridezilla because misogyny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she has, like, a signed photo from Vera Wang. So she's obviously just sort of a fan of weddings in general. Oh, my God. Let's talk about the, the signature for that, though. Yeah. To Emma, always marry up. Always marry up, Vera Wang. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I hope that's how Vera Wang actually signs photos. I, I hope so, too. Um, and Will, in return, uh, after, like... Because he basically just sort of springs this on Emma that he's found the box. Yes. Uh, behind, like, cornflakes or something. Yep. Uh, instead of respecting that she obviously wanted it hidden, he brings it out into the open, puts it on their kitchen table, and, like, embarrasses her. Right. Well, and then, uh, but Maggie... Then he yeah. presents his own shame box. <laughs> Which is a lovely, like, beige, like, uh, woven box. Um, we don't see inside of it, but Emma does, and it is clear that it is full of pornography. Um... Which makes Emma uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Well, wouldn't it make you uncomfortable yes. also? Yes, because I don't like looking at naked women. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, uh, well, I wasn't. I was just, you know, it's sort of a strange thing to do yes. with somebody who, like, Emma is clearly not into sex. Right. She doesn't want your porn stash, Will. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I don't know. I'll give, it, I'll give him the gesture of like, oh, I found your secret. Here's my secret. But at the same time, like, he's just terrible and he, like, shouldn't have, like, flaunted this on Emma. Um, yeah. Speaking uh, of... He he does say the phrase, this kept me off of Craigslist. Yes. Uh, I also feel like it's so weird and not very environmentally conscious to keep porn magazines. Uh, yeah, probably not. The internet exists. Well, Maggie, you know? this was this was 2011. The internet barely had any porn on it at that point. So the internet uh, the internet was invented for porn. <laughs> what are you talking about? So anyway, um, then we get into the. Wemma plotline this episode. Yes. Will uh, we we learn about Emma's ghost parents. <laughs> yes. That's probably the best part of this plotline. Will is like, hey Emma, if we're gonna push towards a wedding, I have to meet your parents. And Emma's like, My parents are dead. And then Will says, Weren't you just talking to them on the phone last night with ghosts. them? Ghosts. And she's they're ghosts. I was talking to my ghost parents. Um which yeah. it's very clear that Emma is not comfortable with Will meeting her parents. Um Yes, and Will seems to take this as a personal slight. Yes. Uh, we'll find out more about that later. Yes. Uh, Emma wants the case closed, though, on her parents. They, she doesn't want them to meet. Right. Case closed. Yep. The next scene is Figgins and the Changs yep. in Figgins' office at McKinley. Uh, Mr. Chang, what's his first name? I'm not sure. Um, mostly, I think his first name is Mike, because I think he's Mike Chang Sr., and then Mike is mm, Mike Chang yes. Jr. I think you're correct. Uh, he is demanding a drug test for Mike. Yes. Uh, because Mike has received an Asian F. Yeah, so to clarify, um, so we can talk about this, and qu- a quote, Asian F is an A-. minus. Mike got an A- minus on a chemistry test. Yeah, um, so Asian F is on Urban Dictionary. Sure. And seems to follow along with what is said on the show. Right. But is it, like, an okay thing for Ian Brennan to write and say? I don't know. See, okay, the the thing about this, it's obviously, I, I feel like there's something problematic here. Which is yeah. that, like, you can't, relying on stereotypes to write your plots for you is never it's good. It's not great. Um, even, yeah. if, even if it's technically, like, a, quote, good stereotype in that, like, supposedly, like, Asian people are very good at, education and they get good grades so when they get an a minus it's the end of the world and their parents are very strict um the thing is that's still not a great stereotype to push um like totally because stereotypes are bad like they all are um yes so i don't know i i don't and it's it's sad that like a the first mike-centric episode we've really ever had is a stereotype about (laughs) asian people exactly mostly because all of the like Part of this, too, is that every joke that Mike has been a part of has always been based on the fact that he's Asian. Like, he and Tina, everyone will always be like, oh, they went to Asian, like... Summer camp. Summer camp, or, you know, they have Asian kisses or whatever. It's so, like, it just seems very one note. And it's not just that it's one note. It's that it's not, like, 
Asian produced content. Right, exactly. So like how can they like it, it doesn't seem right that they are making these jokes because there's mm-hmm. no one there to be like, hey, like, you know, that's fine. Or, you know, like, please don't say that about Asian. Yeah, people. like it's I think a comparison we could make is Fresh Off the Boat. Have you ever watched any of that? I haven't, but I have heard about it. Um I've watched like an episode or two yeah. and I mean they I'm don't say they rely on Asian stereotypes at all. It's more of like a dynamic uh, like storyline right. where characters happen to be Asian, yeah, and they're that they that does factor into the story in some ways, but it's not like it's this reenacting of stereotype. Sure, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I, I, yeah. Like I was saying, I, I've heard of it and I've heard good things because, and I think part of it is that, like you were saying, it's not based on stereotypes, and also all of the people involved with the show, not all of them, but like. Especially all of the like main cast is yeah the Asian, the so, cast is Asian, Asian the per, like yeah. the creator and the writers are Asian right. like it's yeah and I don't know it's hard to figure out like because we're we're white people right it's it's hard for me to be like a a firm judge on this stuff sure. but I feel like it's sort of our responsibility to be like hey maybe no yeah see that's <laughs> that's part of it is I. Uh... One of the things that I want to say about this is that, like, I think it's problematic. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm the one who's allowed to be like, this is wrong. Um, yeah. But I do want to point out that this, like, calling your entire episode Asian F, making it your first Mike Chang-centric episode about, like, an Asian stereotype, like... It's, it's not great, no. for sure. Um, it's pretty bad. Yeah. The The one thing I do also want to say, while I don't like that, I do like what they are trying to do with it in that they're trying to introduce this storyline about a family that has expectations about how their son should be successful and how they don't think that, you know, the arts are a successful thing. Like, like being in the arts is successful. Um, I do like that storyline. I just wish it wasn't so tinged with problematic. With, with like undercurrent racism. Exactly. Um, Uh, If, if, I don't know if they could have done this in a chiller way. So um, I think they probably could have. Yeah. My my thing was like, why not just give him like a C or a D? Yeah. Like, why not just give him a bad why, grade? Why call it an Asian F? Exactly. Because yeah. I know it's a joke. And like you're saying, it's on Urban Dictionary. So like, it's a fun, like, I'm guessing it's kind of like a meme of some sort. But at the same time, I'm like, just give him a bad grade. And that explains yeah. all of this as opposed to, like, having it be this weird jokey, like, racial, racial thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Totally. Uh, yeah. It might be seen... Like, I... We gotta move forward. Yeah. Because we'll talk about this some more anyway. Exactly. Uh, K- uh, Tina also comes up in this conversation as a complaint as to why Mike is um, being distracted from school. Right. It's uh, the Glee Club and Tina. Yes. Well, and, apparently... Uh, Finnick, yeah. Figgins agrees. Yeah. Apparently she's been tormenting Figgins, pretending to be a vampire. Is she pretending? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, well, Is Tina for real vampire? We have never seen her parents. That's true. Um, I don't know. I like it better if she's not actually a vampire, though, because it's funnier for the fact that Figgins is so convinced that she is. <laughs> I like it that she is a vampire. Okay. Because... Uh, like fairly odd parents sort of style you know what i'm saying like he's the uh the one who's in on it and he, sure. and he's got like 
big conspiracies about how she's a vampire, but she is. Yeah. For real a vampire. Okay. And uh, I, I just like it a lot. Uh, so wait, so are you, are you comparing Figgins to Vicky? Uh, no, I'm comparing him to, like, that crazy oh, teacher. sure. Okay, yeah, got you, got you. Yeah, sure. I can't was... remember his name, but he's got the ear on his neck. And you know what I'm talking about. And he gives Timmy a lot of Fs, yeah. Um, That's right. Sure, okay, yeah, no. Not I... Asian Fs, but for real Fs. <laughs> for real Fs. Because, because Timmy's white. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, So, yeah. the, um, oh, and uh, another moment from this scene. Apparently, Glee is a detriment on Mike's I transcripts. I wrote that down, too, because I think that's really funny. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So the next scene is in the locker room, and Beast is giving her football boys a like a briefing, Yes, basically, about a bunch of different things. Uh, it's an uncomfortable speech, for the most part, because uh, yeah. it talks about genital and nose washing. Well, uh, yeah, bat caves and bramble patches. Yes. Um, but yeah, the the other thing is it also explains why the actress is on crutches this week. It's because her character supposedly kicked a fire hydrant because Ace of yes. Pinks got canceled. Um, but I'm guessing it's because the actress was on crutches this week. But also Beast never walks around in this episode. Like right. Shannon doesn't walk anywhere. She's always sitting in every scene. So she just has crutches nearby. In. Yeah. Um, but specifically, so. she's calling out uh, Puck, Azimio, and Shane, who you'll remember is... Uh, it's Shay. It is Shay. Is it Shay? I okay, okay, fair enough. So I think so. I th- I think it might be Shane. Um, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah. So the essentially Mercedes's boyfriend. Um, uh, yes. The three of them are specifically expected to try out for the musical, um, because she wants them to. Like I don't. It, it... Yeah, they're just going to be a part of the musical because Shannon is directing. Yes. And it's happening. And. Uh, they have to get a dance ready by, like, what? Wednesday? Monday? Or something? Wednesday? Yeah, I think uh, so. And they look to Mike for guidance. Right. Um, uh, at the end of that little yes. moment. And then the next scene is Rachel and Mercedes hugging in the... a room, cafeteria? Yeah, but weren't we just in the cafeteria and it looked and completely it's not the different? Same, yeah. It's not the same room. No. Because the round tables are back. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so what? The, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Thanks, Glee. Um, so yeah, so they're <laughs> hugging, and then Mercedes comes over and is talking to Shay slash Shane. We should probably figure that yes. out. Um, and he reminds her that she is fabulous because, as you'll remember, Mercedes's character has a tip has a tendency to forget that she's fabulous for some <sighs> oh reason. Oh my god, it's the same thing over again. Yes. Like, so the first thing he says is that she needs to treat Rachel like a competitor, not a friend, because they're both up for Maria. Yep. And then he tells her that she's not Mercedes enough. Right. And that she's better than Rachel. Yeah. Um, why do it? Why are there so many plot lines where it's just like, you're not Mercedes enough, Mercedes? I don't. Yeah. Like, it's, it fucking sucks. Um, just so we're also. Oh, just so we're aware going for, forward, though. Go ahead. Uh, it is Shane, according to Wikipedia. It's Shane. Yes. F- uh, why do the subtitles say Shay? Because <laughs> they're fucking bad. These subtitles are terrible. It's annoying. Um, Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. uh, Mercedes is not Mercedes enough again. And I don't see how being nice to Rachel is not being 
Yeah, no. Like, I thought they were, they can be friends and still, like, compete for the same role. Right. Like, there's no reason to pull these women apart. It fucking sucks. No, yeah. So, Shane makes a comparison to sports where he's like, well, I don't hug Ugh. the competing team whenever I, you know, go out to tackle them or something. Um, but <laughs> I mean, you sort of do, though. Yeah, like, when that's you what tackling them. is, is hugging. <laughs> Just really hard hugging. Um, yeah. But no, I agree. I think it's okay, because here's the thing about this episode. The other lie, the other really big lie this episode for me mm-hmm. is that Mercedes has been bad up until this point. Mercedes has been <laughs> just okay. She's not good. She's Such just a okay. Lie. Right? Like it's <laughs> like so here, let's 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 talk about this. so this cuts to her audition montage where she's singing yeah. Spotlight. Um by Well, Jennifer it Hudson. starts off non diegetically oh, in like right. a dream sequence in yes. the choir room yes. with uh Brittany and Santa Brittany and Tina sitting behind Mercedes yeah. in like a V shape, uh singing along with her as she basically just Mad Dog's Rachel, who's talking to Will in the front of the room. So then she, she well, there's like long lingering shots, sort of like yeah, moving around the choir room. Yeah, I I said that she was singing at Will because the lines oh. of the song are talking about how like someone who like favors someone else or like. But she walks around Rachel. Yeah, and, like well, they're basically does a Rachel Berry diss track. That's fair. I I, I feel like they're. There's like Will and Rachel are sitting together at this point, so it's yeah, it could be either. It could be but... it's it's to both of them, yeah. really. Yes, uh, and then it does transition into Mercedes audition. Yep. Uh, Shane is in the wings, uh, you know, cheering her on, I guess, and uh, Bertina are on backup. Yep. Um, and it's really good. Like, it's great. It's, really... it's really great. Yes. Um, and uh, I I made a note. I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but these auditions are so fucking weird. Cause like yeah. they don't they sing whatever song they want. Some of them sing songs yep. from West Side Story, but some of them don't. Um, and then they don't have to read lines or anything. Like I guess it's just no. assume that they can act um, because for they no just reason. Perform a song. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we get a, a shot of Rachel's reaction. Yeah. Like right after the last note is held or whatever, the directors who are in the audience love it. Yes. They're totally all about it. Uh, and Rachel's bugging out. Yeah, she's definitely intimidated. Um, so here's the part where the show is lying because Emma like says something about how Mercedes seems different now. Like she's like, "This is the first yeah. time I've ever seen you like this," um, which is totally untrue. You yeah. could say that she did a similar performance when she sang a little bit of tenderness, exactly for Jesse. Yeah. Um, or or really any times that she sung. Ever? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah. Mercedes is a consistently very good performer. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so so essentially the the judges give her some good feedback. Rachel seems intimidated. Mercedes seems happy. Um, and the next scene is Tyke. Yes. Having a combo at the lockers. Uh, Mike is refusing to do his audition yep. because of the Asian F. And Tina uh, is upset because she really believes in him and they've been working on his singing together. Sure. Uh, and then Mike reveals his shame. Yes. To Tina of the Asian F. And she is also surprised, I guess, or like shocked. Yeah. Um, no, it's... Well, the thing about it, so... The, yeah, it's kind of playing back into that meme again, where like Tina's like, "Yes, oh, you got an Asian F." Um, yep, and it, it it is sort of a lampshading of the racism to have all your Asian characters 
go along with it. Yeah, no, exactly. Cause, so, yeah. not great. No. The next scene is well, uh, Kurt and Rachel. Wh- Kurt one Chill. thing before we get to that. Um, Tina tells Mike, she's like, you should just confront your dad and tell him the yeah. truth. And then he's like, oh, you mean like you did with your stutter? And I was like, okay. So how was or how are those applicable? Well, but like <laughs> so here's the thing: compare? Tina doesn't ever get to sing; she always gets cut off. And now yeah. apparently she doesn't get to talk to anyone because they're just going to throw her past at her all the time. <laughs> yes. Well, she's a vampire, so she's constantly plagued by her past. Right. Okay. The uh, next scene is Kurchel. Yes. Uh, that's Kurt and Rachel. Uh, do you like that one better? Kurchel? Yeah, it's better than Rurt. That's for sure. I, I agree. So, Kirchel is uh, discussing the electoral race. Yes. How Kurt is up in the polls. He's beating Brittany yep. at this point. Uh, and Britannia stomp on the scene to uh, bring that hope down. Yes. Well, so, yeah. So, um, Brittany asks Rachel who she's voting for. And Rachel's like, uh, I've already pledged my fidelity to Kurt or whatever. Um, and then She's handing out buttons with Kurt. <laughs> yes. Um, they say vote unicorn on them. Um, which... Honestly, I don't know why Brittany isn't running on a campaign of, like, Kurt literally just stole my campaign. Like, well, I mean, that looks petty, I, I guess. Whatever. Anyway. And Brittany is not a petty creature. That's She's true. too kind. Yeah. Uh, the Britanna uh, say some pretty great shit here. Yes. Um, well, they blame men. So Santana calls, yeah. Santana calls Kurt Jimmy Fallon's butch daughter. <laughs> which is so good. Which is, it's spot on. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Brittany uh, talks. They they both they both basically played the feminist angle with Brittany running for president. Yep. Uh, talking about how boys have destroyed the school and the economy. Yes. Uh, and also the earth with natural disasters. Well, and also they've gotten us in a war in Afghanistan. Yes. All those things. Um. So. I'm, all this is true. <laughs> yes. So it's true. They talk about how there's a big plan for the pep rally that's coming up, and we see it happen. Right now. Yes. Uh, we, we start into... So we're, we start in the hallway, which is where this entire scene took place. Um, and Brittany starts singing Girls Run the World by Beyonce, which is... It, well, it's Who Run the World. That's the... Is it? I thought it was... Who Run the World? Who Run the World? Parenthetical Girls. I thought it was Girls in Parenthetical nope, Run the you World. Are, you are incorrect. Mm, anyway. I have, it, oh, I have it up on Spotify right now. I'm correct. Do not question me. Run the world. Parenthetical girls. Oh, well, I just had my parenthetical in the wrong place then. Um, Well, all right. Okay. So uh, it's amazing. It's electric. Honestly. (laughs) Yes. Do the the electric slide. Yeah. Um, Rude. Well, you're just saying it. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's really good. They they start in the hallway, like I was saying, and then it kind of moves into the gym. Um, at which point, yes. is all of the all of the women in the school, including all of the girls and all of the female teachers, suddenly know the dance. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a flash mob, Maggie. That's what it Santana is, sort says. Sort of. Um, I mean, it's great. <laughs> yes, it's very good. I had to watch it twice. Oh, because I had to. I, well, I. Well, yeah, I had to. It's it's not just that I wanted to. I had to. Right. I no, you, really had to. God came Brittany's, down and told you you had to. I know. I was there. Yeah. You did that to Brittany's me, too. His outfit is... Amazing. Amazing. It's so good. <laughs> yes. Uh, the choreography is great. Um, there's very... It's very quick cuts. Yes. Uh, very short uh, frames, 
very fast. It you're it's just it's definitely a pump up jam. Yes. You know? I cannot I wanna vote for Britney S. Pierce. Right, obviously. Who who doesn't at this point? Besides Kurt, who is horribly terrified by this yes. display of femininity. Uh, should we just should we talk about Britney's outfit piece by piece? We can if you want to. She's wearing a like jersey style t shirt. Sure. With what's what's the number on it? Like seventy three or something? It doesn't mean it, it, anything. Yeah. And uh like sort of a skirt shorts Skorts. thing? Yeah, it's definitely very Beyonce. Yes, uh, which is great. Uh, we are we've talked about how Heather Morris got on Glee because she was a backup dancer for Beyonce, right? And it shows here because she dances very very well. Ugh, uh, so good. The dancing really is a spot on. It's, for it's this. so great. Yes. Um, it's such a good number. Yes, and she wears like high um, athletic looking socks that have stripes on them and then like really high boots yep. it's well and she also has a, she has a snapback like tilt she doesn't wear it side. the whole time though that's true she does pull it off uh and at the very end a farrier uh, of a microphone comes up brings britney a mic and she says hey mckinley hi i'm your next senior class president <laughs> yes well especially because it's all like the only male in the entire gym is kurt Everyone else is... I'm not sure that's, maybe, that's right. Maybe some of the, like, pep band people are male, but, like, it seems like the major, like the vast majority of the people in the gym are female, so they all cheer, because they all dance yeah. with her, which is fine. And it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's um, a wonderful feminist moment, yes. and I'm proud of Glee for doing it. Yes. The next scene is in the teacher's lounge with Emma and Shannon. They are going over the Maria decision. Yes. And we have tonight a showdown between Rachel Shuin Barry versus Mercedes Sneak Attack Jones. Yeah, so so they're they're kind of like going back and forth, and then Will arrives, and they announce that they're did you doing get, this. Did you get that pun, Sam? Shuin Barry. Oh, okay, I get, get it? it. Yeah, gross. Because he <laughs> wa- he wants her to be Maria. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, so. Will arrives and they're like, "Oh, you know, it's just yes. it's too close to call." And then they heap praise upon Will for his transformation of Mercedes, even though he had zero Which to do with it because he's a sucks. dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which sucks a lot. Uh, he says, "Quote: I've been pushing her hard in booty camp." Fuck you, Will. Yeah. Fuck you. Will can fuck right <laughs> off. And Emma's like, yeah, our our little girl's all grown up. Which is like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Exactly. It's stupid. So what this ends up happening, they, it, this ends up cutting to a scene where uh, Artie uh, and uh, Emma and Shannon are all in Emma's office with Rachel and Mercedes. And they're telling them, we're going to have you do another audition, essentially. It's a callback, a as callback. Rachel, Rachel announces. Um, Mercedes is kind of pissed about this. But they're going to have to sing again on Thursday. Um, and they're going to sing Out Here on My Own from the music from the musical Fame. So Yes. And then there is a hug denial yes. between Rach Sadies. Yes. Mercedes is out for blood at this point. Because Shane, Shane's single sentence got really into her brain. Um, yep. Okay, so, so uh, the next scene is Mike dancing his feelings out. Yes, because he's—they're just so there's so many inside of him. He's got to get him out of there. Yes, um, and the place he goes is the dance studio. Yeah, 
But it's not the same dance studio as the one we've seen Rachel dance in. Well, I mean, so it's pretty close. It does have ballet bars, so, you know. It's close, but it's definitely not the same room. Yeah, agreed. Um, Which is strange. Um, Why? I don't know. Why does the cafeteria keep changing? Why? Do, why? Because, Who knows? Because the other one had better acoustics, Maggie, for Fuck. when they sang. Um, Whatever. Uh, this scene really cements for me that Mike is the hottest masculine dude on this show. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, he, he stares at himself in the mirror a lot. Sure. He just looks really great. Uh, and he takes his shirt almost off. Uh, so... Okay, so we know Maggie's thoughts on this scene. Um, no, my... Okay, don't deny it, alright? He is very objectively attractive. Um, my, my thing with this scene is I was like, oh shit, does Mike have some, like... A mental illness. Exactly, because... Because he has full-on hallucinations. Exactly, because he... So, first of all, let's also clarify, he's obviously very stressed out. His father's coming down on him hard. He has a lot of responsibilities. So, it's obvious that he is at a point where if he does have predispositions to mental illness, it's a pretty right time for them to take hold. He full-on hallucinates seeing both his father and Tina in this dance studio. Yes. His dad... uh reiterates some stuff about being disappointed in him mm-hmm. and then also talks about the like anxieties around pursuing a career in dancing yeah like what if you get hurt all this sort of thing yep tina um is just like i believe in you yes and i i love you and then mike hugs someone who isn't there right see that's like, the part that's like the most problem like like the the part that i was like is he actually like having some yes. issues though? Because I, I could imagine playing off the idea of like, oh, I see my dad telling me that dancing's not a career because that's what my dad always tells me. But like interacting with with like a person who's not there, yes, is stranger. Um, yes, definitely. Well, it's sort of strange enough that it pulls you out of the scene. Exactly. Like I understand the visual metaphor of it. Yeah. Uh, and how, like, these two people have, like, a lot of influence over him, and he's really considering two different, very opposing viewpoints through, like, the representation of them talking to him. But it's confusing to have Mike suddenly interact with someone who isn't there. Oh, no, Because we have gotten nothing that would indicate that this is expected. Right. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, you covered all the big things about it, but what this... So, like, we're going to have to table that for now, because who knows? Maybe we'll have more in the future. But um, for now, we're cutting to the audition, because apparently everyone was expecting Mike to show up to audition, and he's not here. Um, Yeah, he's late. Artie says a thing that is also not... Like, it's just like a lampshade joke about... Mm -hmm. He calls him, like, a Swiss watch, but made in China. um, Yeah. Which I don't like. Those, like, little jokes, like, small little things that are unnecessary exactly. as jokes. Yeah. They're, like, they're they're not well written. No. I prefer comedy that doesn't rely on, like, referencing someone's race. Sure. As a punchline. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, <sighs> then Mike arrives um, a little late, and he sings Cool, um, which I... Yeah. I think it is from West Side Story. I'm not entirely sure. It is. Okay. Yeah. It is. So he's auditioning for Riff. Yes. Which is 
like basically the Mercutio. Yes, got it. Makes of, sense. Um, I'm a nerd. I know play. Shakespeare. I don't know West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, uh, his outfit is great. It's a black T-shirt and like dark black jeans. Okay. Uh, he looks awesome. Yeah. And they sing "Cool" with all the like a bunch of football players join in. So yep. it's basically like the performance for the show. This is sort of um, I think this is like a method for Glee to show us the f- full musical without dedicating like an entire episode. Yeah. To the musical note for note, you right. know what I'm saying? Yes, because we don't want we don't want that again. Um, and that's true, but it also means that we get to see Puck, Azimio, and Shane dance, um, as per requested by uh, Shannon earlier in the episode. Um, and I wrote down a note that said his body can really talk. It's great because Mike is a really good dancer. Like he's an amazing dancer. Yeah, it's it's just it's fun to watch because you're just like whoa like this is yeah when people talk about dancing like this is what they're talking about because like even he's singing and his singing is fine like it's great it's it's not I bad think he sounds pretty good like he doesn't yeah. sound uh if if anything it like at its worst it's inoffensive right exactly Other, but it's actually pretty good yeah um but man that dancing like it's, it's so good it tells a story um but yeah so the the thing about this that is whack at the end of this is shannon beast gets on her little microphone and says hey like thanks for teaching my boys how to dance talking about the football players and she says i hope you didn't waste too much of your time what well it's i it's a setup for right exactly (laughs) like saying um the line it's what i love to do it's never going to be a waste of my time right but like who says that yeah like like, why would also, why would Shannon B say that? Because she loves dancing. Exactly. Like I don't know. I was just like, this is whack. Um, she just says it. Yeah. Uh, the next scene is in the teacher's lounge with Shelby. Yep. Shelby Corcoran and Shannon. Uh, talk about how no one's auditioning for Shelby's Glee Club. Right. Which, yeah, Shannon kind of rips her a little bit about it. Um, Love it. And she's eating some messy pasta. Some also. disgusting, that, creamy pasta. It's like a... Like a sort of asmr bad feeling because yes, you do good. we do get some food smacking sounds very moist during the scene very moist sounding um but yeah so then shelby leaves and is like enjoy your bowl your enormous bowl of disgusting creamy <laughs> pasta um but then will arrives um to have shannon praise emma and then him yes uh and then shannon gives him some pretty bad advice oh yeah she tells him, because Will is panicking that Emma doesn't want him to meet her parents. He's like, is it because of, she's ashamed of me? All this shit. Right. And Shannon advises him to introduce himself. Yeah. Uh, which is bad. Yes. Because Emma has, like, stated clearly that she's uncomfortable with, the two, with like, them meeting. Right. Right? Exactly. And it should be within her, like privileges to not have that happen no i agree it's definitely will is a selfish asshole who yes when emma said i don't want my parents to come here and i want you to meet them heard i think you're a bad person because yeah. he's he narcissistically yeah. thought about himself instead yep. of thinking about what makes emma comfortable and what emma wants exactly he's bad which sucks he sucks he sucks a lot. Yeah. Uh, next, let's get to a couple that is supportive and loving. <laughs> well, it's Clayne. Yes, it is Clayne. 
Um, Kurt arrives on the staircase that we have seen. It's once the in outdoor while. staircase. Yeah, um, and he's congratulating Blaine on his Tony win. Um, even though we haven't seen the list yet, um, but uh, he's giving him some flowers to say, like, we all know you're going to get Tony. It's fine. Listen, yeah. this shit, this shit is cute. Uh, he presents them, and Blaine responds with, "Wow, you always zig when I think you're when I think you'll zag." Right, and I just hear like the internal, "God damn it!" Exactly, <laughs> like, that was inside of his head because he's just like, "Fuck." I, I, how do I destroy you? Well, that was that was my thing. I wrote that down because you always zig when I'm about to zag and dot dot dot. Because there's like a long pause in the show, and he's like, "I love you. I I love it." I and I'm. <laughs> you can just hear like the cogs and Blaine's evil head turning. Like, <laughs> what do I do next? Yeah, like... exactly. Where do I go from here? So much failure. Uh, yeah, to um, live, leave a little sting for Kurt at the end of this uh, interaction. It seems like he's going in for a kiss, but then there's people walking up the stairs, so he just sort of goes for like a a, a compassionate shoulder touch. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, and yeah, oh god, I just you're right. This is a loving <laughs> couple. It's so good. Um. Because if if we take out the fact that Blaine is evil, like this oh, is yeah. such this a, is a cute, really cute thing, thing for Kurt to do. That's true. Um, because we know that Kurt really wanted to play Tony, right? Uh, but he knows that Blaine's amazing. Like he sees it just like we do. Yes, I'm surprised that we didn't get any kind of confrontation about. Like, I guess this is the resolution, but we didn't actually yeah. see last episode that Blaine agreed to read for Tony. Um, even though no one reads lines for anything, so yeah, it's imp- it's implied. Yeah, but we never we never got the confirmation. Yes. So, eh, whatever. Um, anyway, let's move to the next scene. It's booty. It's camp booty camp again. Uh, Brittany is here. Yes, uh, because she wants to brush up on her dance moves to persuade more people to vote for her. Yes, sure. Well, uh, and they are doing yeah. the Widowmaker, which is the hardest show choir move. Right, they get tortured with it. I was also going to point out that the the reason that Brittany is here really is to make sure that everyone except for Rachel is at booty camp. Yes. Yes. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so that's the thing is uh what they do. They 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 all have to do the Widowmaker, and then Will and Mike, who are running it, tap them out as they get it right, so that way they can yep. stop. Um, so we get down to Finn and Mercedes. Finn finally gets it after some ribbing from Puck. Um, and then we get to Mercedes, and we get some more of Will yelling at Mercedes about how, even though she is like, I don't feel good, Merce- or Will is like, I'm a bad teacher. Fuck you. Like... Yeah, well, he, he just yells, like, you're fine. And she responds, no. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Will refuses to listen to her. Yep. It's, it sucks. Yes. It sucks a lot. Um, and honestly, this show choir move isn't all that visually impressive. No. They don't end up using it ever. Uh, <laughs> Maggie, <laughs> so that's it's dumb. Th- Maggie, that's the thing about booty camp. It wasn't to actually get them any tangible skills. It was to help build community with the four people that were bad at dancing because that's how teams work. Um, but no, yeah, so... Uh, Mercedes yeah. has a big, like... She blows up. Yes. She yells about all of her complaints. It's amazing. Yes. Everything she says is true. Yep. And then there is a dream sequence. 
But before we talk about it, I have to pee because okay. I finished that lemon sparkling beverage. Good job. Um, so you go ahead. Well, Maggie's out. Um, just to clarify, Mercedes does tell you that she she points out that she was always picking on Mer- to picking on her, um, which we've seen in Booty Camp already, and that uh, Rachel isn't there. So obviously, she favors Rachel. Um, Finn tries to defend Rachel, but Mercedes kind of shuts him down. Um, but yeah, so essentially, that's the gist of what Mercedes says. Like Maggie said, all true. Let's move to the dream sequence. Uh, they sing a song from Dreamgirls, It's All Over. Yes. Uh, it is period costume yep. for like the Dreamgirls era. Yeah. Uh, it's a singing argument, basically, uh, that is slightly altered for the purposes of the story. Right. Yeah. So this is the weird thing about this musical number. Um, it is definitely like a dream sequence and like everyone's involved besides Rachel because she's not there. Um, yep. But everyone calls Mercedes Effie because that's the name. But everyone else's names are The same. Correct. Exactly. So uh, that's a thing for some reason, um, which I don't understand why you wouldn't just change that or keep all the names the same. Um, but I it, guess Mercedes is like it does, comparing it's too long, herself to maybe? Effie. Yeah, maybe. Um, but the the weird thing about it is it means that we get some stuff where like Finn and Kurt get involved in this argument for no reason. Yeah, um, the fucking Kin button is annoying. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Finn like gets his ass in there, and then Mercedes is like, "How about you shut the fuck up?" Which, and... to be fair, that is enjoyable. But like yes. Mike has like the lo- the the little bit about how he's like, "This is not my problem," which is like. Yes, that's in Dreamgirls, but I didn't need that high of fidelity for this Glee episode. Like, Yeah, uh, if they're going to change the thing, like, why is Puck talking about taking money and running? Like, right, what the fuck? exactly. Um, it's dumb. Yes, uh, but it's, it's I don't well sung that, by Mercedes, at I least. I think this is the worst number of the episode. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I, I do really like the costuming. Yep. Because uh, I can enjoy a good hammed up costume. Yeah. Um, especially Kurt's. Yes. The, the, like, uh, I guess, sequin, sequin blazer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, however, I just feel like it, like, the argument is so, it's, like, too loyal to Dreamgirls and too loyal to the Glee plotline at the same time. Like, it's yeah. not really, doesn't really fit for me. Right. No, I agree. Um... It's one of those things, like, you should just pick one or the other. You can't have it totally. both ways. <laughs> like It's stupid. Either, like, have the full-on Effie fantasy. Yeah. Or be reliant to the Glee story. Right. You know? Yep. So, then the next scene is heartbreaking. Yes. No, okay. So, so this is, so we're back in the dance studio. Mike is here again. It's probably after school or whatever. Um, oh, can I say one thing about the Mercedes dream sequence? Yeah, before go we for it. get to this. So the scene ends back in like real world glee with, with Mercedes standing on the auditorium stage alone. Yeah. So did she have this dream sequence as she was exiting? Uh, I... And then she came back to the auditorium to just stand there by herself. <laughs> did this actually happen? Like, did everyone berate Mercedes? Maybe. I, I honestly don't know. That's a very and good point. And it was, point. like, abstracted into this dream sequence song? Yeah, because it's weird because, like, Mercedes, 
was like leaving the stage. That's what prompted yes. this. And suddenly she's just standing there by herself. I honestly, w- there is no explanation, but I wouldn't be surprised if she came back after everyone else had yes. left to have this dramatic to just sort moment. sort of have this moment. Well, so th- like people didn't actually just yell at Mercedes for two minutes, right? God, I hope not. I hope not, too. I really don't want Mercedes to get yelled at. She doesn't deserve it. I mean, because that's the thing. is, like, if they did, it explains the, the rest of this episode a little bit more, but also not at all, because Mercedes should be way more pissed off. Um, yes. Anyway, so the next scene, Mike is... Now we're to the heartbreak. Yeah, Mike is at the dancing studio. His mom catches him there, um, and so he ends up opening up about how he wants to dance and how he's yeah he's like because apparently like so he wants to be an artist yeah that's what he tells her and yeah. uh, she takes a, a she deviates from what's expected here yes. she uh, wants to support Mike's dream at all costs she's yeah. like so when when are you winning this audition role yes well that's huh? well, the best part is she he's like I auditioned for the school musical and then she's like. So do we know if you've got, do we know, do we know if we've gotten that part in the musical? Yeah, if we've earned the role. Yes. Which is cute. She, yes. she is full force behind Mike. Yes. She tells him that when he um, gets the role, they'll talk to his, his dad. dad together. Yep. Uh, and then she confesses to Mike that she also had dreams of being an artist, a dancer specifically. Yep. But she never got to learn. And Mike tells her that he's a pretty good teacher, and they dance together. They waltz. Yeah, it's like it's so good. It like we don't learn her name. No, it's Mike Maggie. Yeah, it's Mike Chang Senior. <laughs> um, no, no, but but it's just this is so good, and it's so great. I wrote a note that I said I feel Glee has just barely earned this um, because honestly, like. I I like this scene a lot. I think this is a good yeah. scene. Um, we we just got introduced to this idea for Mike. It's kind of resting on a stereotype, which is the reason I said it's barely earned it because it's the idea yeah. that like you know back to the Asian F problem where it's like oh like he did slightly poor like he, he didn't he got an A minus so now like his life is in ruins and his dad well, is so not, disappointed. It's... It's not that. It's that, like, Mike is worrying about disappointing his parents because he doesn't want to be a lawyer or a surgeon or whatever. Which, Like, he wants to take this artistic path. Right. And that's what I'm saying, is I think that that plotline for me is totally fine. The problem is that the way that it was sparked is through the, like, stereotype. But I think, at the same time, I'm not saying Glee hasn't earned this. I think they have, because it is very emotionally weighty, and it's not like they're just throwing a disabled person at our face. So... And I, I think it tells the story of like advocating for the arts yes. much better than anything the Sue stuff. Anything Will has done ever. Um, yes, also that. But yeah. Uh, next is the callback. Yes. We are uh, in the auditorium. It's beginning with a boyfriend pep talk yep. to both of our hopeful Marias, uh, well, Mercedes and Rachel. Maggie, do you know what I called this scene? What? The diva off. Because we have to have one every season. And this well, this is the, that one. It is phrased as the Maria off. Right. When it's first announced. Uh, <laughs> why do they keep having these off? Because thing? because God. Because Maggie, they wanna have they wanna have a reason to force like solos into duets. Um mm. and this is the best way to do it, I guess. I don't is know. It? I don't write musicals. Uh 
the boyfriend pep talk is annoying. Yes. I no, feel it's... like it's unnecessary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the audience is relatively full. Uh, the like whole Glee Club is there. Yes. Uh, wanting to watch this. Uh, Kurt leans over to Blaine and is like, well, we're going to be talking about this for years to come. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, for... A showdown of the Titans. Yeah, Shannon Shannon does, like, turn Emma's, like, forget West Side Story. This is Clash of the Titans, which... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's fun that they're getting into it. But uh, then uh, there's a coin flip. Emma, like, is encouraging both of them or whatever. And then Mercedes goes first for Out Here on My Own. Um, yeah. Which, like I said, gets turned into a duet um, with her and Rachel trading off lines. I think this is the second worst song of the episode. Sure. Um, because I don't I don't think it's like a number that really specifically shows anything would be a better Maria. Yeah, that's my my complaint about this song is that while I'm sure it is a good song in the context of fame outside of fame, I don't think it's that good a song. Like, Same. It just yeah. doesn't really register as anything. Um, uh, they're yeah. both in black. Yep. Mercedes is wearing a dress that has a very droopy drape skirt. Yep. Very droopy. And Rachel is in sort of a, like a, I don't know, structured Rachel-esque dress. Yeah. Um, the one note that I had about their outfits is that Rachel is back to wearing her fin necklace. So oh, that's man. a thing. Um, but yeah. The, the, it, uh, I prefer Mercedes. Yes. Uh, her performance, yep. duh, of course. Yep. Uh, and Rachel prefers Mercedes as well. Yes. Uh, she she recognizes that Mercedes was better. Uh, and we see Rachel, after the song has completed, we see Rachel going up to Coach Beast uh, and saying something. We don't know yet. Right. Well, it, there's like a little drawn out scene where Rachel storms through a hallway, through the locker room, into Shannon's office. You know, very office. classic classic rachel storm yes you know yep uh, it it even calls back to the pilot when she stormed uh over to figgins yep it's... after seeing sandy ryerson yep. touch a, a kid's belly maggie it's it's poetry um it's poetry. so it rhymes so the next scene oh god no emma arrives oh home. my god yeah yeah she gets ambushed yes by will's bad decisions yep here uh and also her parents yes will has invited racist into his home yes well so a pair of ginger supremacists yeah that's the phrase used here is ginger supremacists um the f- very first thing that one of the parents says to emma or it says at all is calling emma quote freaky tiki so yikes. yeah yikes yeah uh, they say a lot of gnarly shit yep uh they like poke around will's heritage yep I ask her if Schuster is German, and when he says yes, they're like, oh, that's so great. Yes. Yikes. Well, they say that because, Maggie, it gets worse. They say it because they're like, oh, that means there's probably some Viking in there, Um, which... Then they also have a dig on Carl because he wasn't white enough. Yep. Yikes. Well, okay, so, Uh, so that's the thing about this that, like, is the gnarliest is that, as you pointed out, um, this is really just racism. Um, but the show called it ginger supremacy um, because but that's... gingers are white. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it is white supremacy. Exactly. Um, which is not great. No. And um, they go for some, like, 
and I think it's fine that they are showing these bad characters because they are called bad. Right. Like, and there's never any sort of redemption no. for these characters. Yeah. Well, and so on yeah. on top of the racism stuff, um, there's also uh, a little... They, they also berate Emma for... Yeah, because like, as yeah. they start saying this gnarly shit, Emma is very stressed out and starts... Um, like cleaning, cleaning the knives, or like scratching at like the fork, yeah, stuff at off the silverware, yeah. Uh, and her mom says something about having a mean case of the cleanies, Oof. bad. Yeah. And then her dad mentions uh, how they used to tie her thumbs together. Yeah, that's the really problematic thing. That... Sucks. Yeah. Um, a lot. Which, yeah, we get a there. There's also a moment where Emma's mom says, "We don't know. I don't know where she got it from." And then we get a flashback to them at a restaurant when Emma was a child, um, and they're like, "Hola, amigo, you're not our usual waitress." Um, and then Emma's mom makes Emma clean her water glass because a yes. non-redheaded, read non-white person touched it. Touched it. Yikes! Yeah, it's very bad. Very bad. Uh, we. It's very understandable why Emma has an anxiety disorder. Yes, because her parents are abusive. Yes. Uh, and we're back at the dinner, the present dinner table. Will calls them racist. Like he yes. calls them out and like, have you guys noticed that you're racist? Right. Uh, well, that's and, yeah, yeah. And so that's the one good thing that Will has done here. Um. Well, so yeah. So, however, yeah, he he calls him racist, and he also does talk about how terrible their treatment of Emma, especially in regards to her mental disorder, yeah. is, um, or her mental illness. Sorry. Um, however, but, he does yeah. not force them to leave his home. No, it seems like they stay there to finish their dinner. Right. Well, they complain about the beans. Um, <laughs> that part is fucking weird because then Emma's dad says, "Well, that this is what happens when you don't vote." <laughs> well, but then this what? Then her mom says there wasn't a gender candidate. So, um, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. The, the and like and, yeah. Oh, okay, if you ha- if you have accidentally invited white supremacists to dinner, it's not good enough to just call them racist. No, you need to make them leave your home or at least like. Like, verbally fight with them for a while. Especially um, because they are, like, definitely making your partner extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Make them leave. Well, yeah. And the other big thing, too, um, that I I was kind of uncomfortable with is that... Um, so, Shu calls them racist, and then Emma's dad yes. fights back and is like, well, it's not racist if you're trying to preserve your heritage. So I was it's like, not That's- racist to advocate for an ethnostate. <laughs> Like that's the thing is I wish that like I'm I'm happy that Glee had Shu call them out. Yes, yes good, but thank it's you. Not enough. But it wasn't enough. You have to shut that shit down. Like people, you can't just present that and be like, oh, I guess that's a counter argument to being called nope, a racist. No, but it's not. It's bad, and I hate it. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that you did a crime, Glee. You did bad. Uh, the next scene is Kirchill, uh discussing some stuff in the hallway. Turns out that Rachel talked to Shannon Beast because she's going to screw Kurt over <laughs> yes. by running for president also. Oh, yeah. Did we mention that? Shannon Beast is also in charge of the student class elections for some reason. We didn't We didn't know that. Um, well, and they, they mentioned it, it with that... the Shelby Corcoran scene. <sighs> Stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... 
it seems like when Rachel is going to talk to Beast, right. that she is going to be talking about the musical. Right. Right? Like, but, that is what we are supposed to expect. Yes, but it was a it was a trick, Maggie. It was a fake out. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Kurt is like, hey, stop being terrible. And Rachel's like, yeah. but I'm ambitious, and so are you. I thought you would understand. <laughs> Kurt is just like, hey, stop being a terrible friend, please. <laughs> uh, but... Rachel is running because she's worried about the Maria role. She knows that Mercedes did a better job, and she knows she's not going to get Maria. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then Kurt is kind of like, well, in ten years, I guess you'll remember that you didn't have any friends, bitch, and then walks away. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Then we get to the Maria decision. Yes. We're in Emma's office, and Mercedes and Rachel are both there. And the directors tell them that they're double casting Maria. Yes. Uh, that they're faking out and not choosing anyone. Yes. They're, yeah. And um, on top of that, Rachel immediately is like, well, I'll get all the night performances and you can have the matinees. Um, but and Artie, then yeah. Artie's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. You're running two weeks. Yes. Uh, so in, you'll both get four performances, two matinees. Yes. And uh, yeah. yeah. Well, then Mercedes. Mercedes yeah. does a in my opinion, non-stupid pride thing. Yes. Well, that's... Yeah, because so Mercedes kind of fights back on this and is like, um, well, are you double-casting any other roles? And they're like, nope, just this one. And then she turns to Rachel and is like, look at me and tell me that you didn't... That, that I did a, a worse job than you with that callback. And Rachel can't do it. Um, and like you were saying, Artie says, Mercedes, don't make this a stupid pride thing. And Mercedes herself says, it's a pride thing. But it's not stupid. Um, I don't think. I think she's. Listen, it's um, maybe not like. I think it's a good move. Yes, no. I don't because it's showing that uh, they can't just give Rachel everything and have the story keep going. Right. In this way. Well, that's so. That's the thing is she's Mercedes makes a very good point about how no one will ever say no to Rachel about anything they never want to hurt her feelings for some reason um which yeah that's that explains mm-hmm. like that's what's happened for this entire show and it's also because she cries so ugly yeah you know well they, nobody wants to make her do it but the thing is this was a good reminder for me that this is mercedes's senior year as well and yeah. mercedes has every right to be entirely angry about the fact that they are so dead set on giving this role to rachel even though yes they were that's the thing like, and they don't really bring this up, but they were always dead set on giving this role to Rachel. Before the yep. auditions even happened, they were like, oh, Rachel's definitely going to play Maria. She was like, yep. Rachel's definitely going to play Maria. Mercedes has every right to be like, this is stupid, and you guys are awful, and maybe racist. Yeah. Like, and ma- ra- like Mercedes has so much right to be like, hey, like Maria isn't white. Right, exactly. So, yeah. how so. do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's... Anyway, she doesn't. She doesn't go there. We go there because we we get to go to. there. But you yeah. know, we we get to have that privilege of saying that Glee did a bad job yes. uh, in casting white people in roles that are not where people aren't white. Right. But um, that's so. Mercedes says, "Nope, I, I'm not. Ha- Excuse me, I'm not having any of this. I'm not taking the role. Mer- Rachel can have it." Um. Which then immediately goes... And having oh, having yeah. these plot lines where, like, the role is up, where it's, like, questioning who's going to get each role, yeah. does not excuse Glee of whitewashing. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, to be fair, I guess the Kurt uh, Blaine one wasn't really 
yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then, um, but yeah, I mean, well, we never even see Santana audition, but she does end up with a major yeah. role on the. She gets, cast uh, list. Sh- she gets, ends up getting Anita, right. which, uh, why wasn't she up for Maria? I don't know. That's it. Maggie, it's because she what wasn't in, she wasn't in Glee Club yet. She hadn't re-signed her loyalty pledge, so she wasn't allowed to audition. Because you'll notice Fucking that no one dumb. from no one from outside of Glee Club was allowed to audition for this musical, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why would they? Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, so yeah, so then this scene transitions into Rachel talking to Finn about how she got the role, but she says, "quote like by default." Yeah, she she laments that. Uh, Mercedes didn't roll over and take it. Yes. Uh, then she talks about how Britney's song inspired her so much that she's going to keep running for president, even though she got the role of Maria. Because you uh, know. so she just really wants to be a horrible friend to Kurt. <laughs> yeah. See, that's. I think part of it is that Rachel's pride is so wounded by the fact that Mercedes refused to like play this little game with her. Um, that she needed someone else to like play mind games with, and she's decided Kurt is that good friend to to Which ruin now. Sucks. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Finn doesn't disclose his vote when Rachel asks. No, he he kind of. Which is his right. Yeah, I, I read it as Finn refusing to get in between them on this one. Um, he's not going to pick sides when it comes to his brother and uh, his girlfriends. Um, yep. So probably a good choice for you, Finn. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> then uh, we get another scene. It's Wemma. Yes. Back in the apartment, post parents, like immediately post parents, which the timeline on this doesn't make any fucking it's sense. Fu- it's fucked. It... The timeline's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like when was that supposed to? I, I. Why not put this scene after? Well, I guess because they have to sing this song. Yeah. Why not have the ginger supremacist dinner right before this? Um, I, I, Why put it earlier? I don't know. To be fair, I would rather have it be in the middle of two Rachel and Mercedes scenes than have it be one big Rachel and Mercedes scene and then one big terrible dinner scene. Um, but that's the way that it makes the most literary sense. I agree. Um, but it's just personally, if we can kind of just like get like hide as much of the racist stuff. You want to mellow out the the white nationalism. Yeah. Well, this post-parent scene, uh, Will does some apologizing because she realizes he's done something very, very bad. Yes. Uh, But he doesn't really, he doesn't give them a space to... Well, so part of this... Here's the thing, is that he overstepped his boundaries. Yeah. He... He did something that he really should not have done, and he does apologize, but it doesn't seem like enough to me. No. Uh, like I said before, Will should have asked these people to leave as soon as he saw that they were making unco- Emma uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it's fucked up. And Emma has resorted to, like, stress ritualing. She's uh, rubbing her hands together and, yes. like, mentions how she loses count yep. when Will, like, interrupts her. Yep. See, that's that's the part that I wanted to mention is because it seems like this, um, like, having to confront her parents... Um, Emma kind of made Emma Emma's OCD. I don't know what the what a good term it like. I want to say flare, flare up, but yeah, because yeah. like it looks like she's doing some more ritualistic stuff, some stuff that like we had kind of gotten away from up until this point. Um, and then they make some weird comparisons to like saying that she's a child, which is yeah weird. And like I wish it was less 
like it, that just feels misogynistic. <laughs> yes, uh, it, infantilizing. Yeah. And Emma prays. Yes. Because um, Will like puts his hands on her, ha- like rubbing hands to get her to stop. Yes. Uh, well, Maggie, this, it's because he's, he's fixing her. Well, okay. So I think it's like a reasonable thing to want to help somebody who's like stuck in a yes like a, a ritual rut yeah uh, which is fine like especially if you are like their partner who wants yeah. to su- you want to support them right right yeah uh then emma starts praying and will sort of instead of comforting her just makes it all about himself yes because he's like he's like well, i've never prayed before so i don't know how to do it but i guess I'll. you, you want to teach teach me how to pray baby uh it's <laughs> well, annoying and then he sings fix you yes see that's the this song is way too on the nose it's disgusting yeah. it's awful that's the thing i is emma not going to therapy anymore do you think she know. stopped going to therapy because her relationship with will was so healing to her because like if that's the case like i hope not get her back to therapy because like Jesus Christ. Because Will is not a mental health professional. No. Uh, please, please, please let this song be a dream sequence. Except for maybe the culty auditorium <laughs> bit. See, that's that's the thing is like, is it a dream sequence? Because Emma starts crying during this song while they're praying. Because um, Will is singing like two to three inches away from her face. <laughs> yes. And it's like... It's just weird, and, like, it's a montage of Emma suffering, essentially, because she's, like, cleaning her phone at her office at school and, like, kind of getting back into some of the rituals that she had gone away from. Um, Well, it's it's hard to determine whether this is, like, Will remembering those things or or if they're happening in real time. See, my assumption is that it's happening in real time because it means that Will did such a bad thing that, like, it has set back Emma on her road to like yeah. healing so much um, uh, it's not great no. uh and because they needed to include this part even although it's not thematically coherent the cast list is also posted <laughs> yes. during this number yes uh already post the cast list he also sings during the song so it's not yes. all will there is some art in there too but um yeah that doesn't it doesn't make any sense everyone is super excited Everyone yeah, Tyke who, yeah. hugs yeah. when they find when uh, it's revealed that Mike uh, is going to be Riff. Yep. Uh, Tina should have uh, should have auditioned for Maria. I'm just gonna probably say yeah. Uh, Britanna have like a cute moment where they celebrate Santana getting Anita and yep. Clayne celebrate uh, Kurt getting Krupke and Blaine getting Tony. Yes. Um, it's cute, cute, cute. Yes. And there is, so, so we see that and then we get some interspersion of this weird culty scene, like as Maggie pointed out. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're all wearing white. They're on the auditorium stage. Will is singing in front of them, which seems like a, like, how is like, this is helping this us dream? for nationals at all? Is it a dream? It has. I wish it was a dream, but I would not put it past Will to be like, okay, guys, I'm singing this number. All of you get back there to sing my backup now. Like, now that he's yeah. authoritarian and all. And it's definitely not booty camp material because no. they just stand. stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I guess the other point is that they're trying to make it very obvious that Mercedes is no longer in Glee Club. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so then we we over this. Why did they, why do they ever wear white? 
<laughs> I don't because know. Because it, it makes them look like a cult, I, right? I agree. No, that was, I specifically wrote my notes, culty white. <laughs> <laughs> Is the color. It's so it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, then we get a very like in a, the final moments of the episode, we see Mercedes uh, walking through McKinley and going up to Shelby Corcoran. Yes. And asking her about her uh, new choir yes. and if she needs some star power. Yes. Which Shelby has like the hint of a smile, and then that's where the episode I ends. I am so ready for this. Me too. Mostly because. Um, First, like the 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 thumbnail for the next episode shows the performance that one of the performances I am very excited about is um, Candyman. Is it, ah, yes, Candyman, <laughs> which is Candyman in the peplum uh, pinup like suit. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So anyway, that's coming, but that's the end of this episode. <sighs> um, so hooray, we got that part done. We did it. <laughs> we did. We did the episode, which means it's time for the podcast business. Podcast Podcast business. business. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars stars are a metaphor metaphor for me being being a a star. star. That was really bad. That was terrible. Uh, So who wants to do gold star first? Are you first or am Um, I first? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm giving my gold star to Mike's mom because... No, 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 no. <laughs> Fine. I mean, you can do what you want. Okay, see, that's what I was thinking too, but like, honestly, okay, let's look at the candidates here. My so, two can- my two main candidates are Mike Chang and Mercedes, and Mercedes Jones. Jones. Yes. Okay. So that's the thing. Um, I, I think they're both great candidates. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about giving it to Mercedes. I think mm-hmm. the reason I didn't was because, like, some of... Like, the way that it's like, oh, Mercedes forgot that she's fabulous. Or whatever. Again. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Hmm. How about... Okay, I'm, I'll give my gold star to Mercedes, but I'm giving, okay. I'm giving a shout-out to Mike's mom because I Good. love her. She's amazing. I'm giving my gold star to Mike Chang. Okay. Like, I have a note, because usually I choose my gold star at the end of the episode after we've done discussing. Right. But I have a I have a note for, like, the the cool number where I say Mike is the gold, is my gold star. Like, okay. wow. Yeah. I was just so hit by uh, uh, Mike's performance and, like, I yeah. guess Harry Shum Jr.'s performance this this episode. It's just so good. Yeah. And that's... Finally I, yeah. having a Mike storyline is just so amazing. Like, I can't really look over it. That's fair. And honestly, I think, like, I I don't remember exactly what my reason was for shying away from giving it to Mercedes earlier, but, like, I think the main thing is that it's just, I'm really tired of Glee perpetuating this whole thing about how, like, Mercedes is, like, was bad before now. Um, yeah, that sucks. Which, but that's uh, not Mercedes' it... fault, because she's amazing yeah. in this episode, when she's like, fuck you, I'm not taking this pity part that you're giving yeah. me. Um, Mercedes is angry, but it's to an unrighteous system. Exactly. It's not so. it's not coming off as like stereotypical, really bad, like angry black woman type of thing. It's more of a like Mercedes has been shit upon yes. for two seasons now, and it's time. It's, it's time, time for, for her to rise above yes. the shit. Yes. 
Okay. So let's do best up. Ep- let's do best number. Sure. Um, so our numbers yeah. this episode are Spotlight, mm-hmm. sung by Mercedes Jones, Britney S. Pierce's "Who uh, Run the World." Yep. Parenthetical girls. Right. Then we have "Cool" by Mike. Uh, then there's "It's All Over," the argument, the singing, the song, the sung argument. Yep. Then there's "Out Here on My Own." From Fame, yep. sung by Mercedes and Rachel. And there's Fix You. Yes. By Coldplay. Yep. But really yeah. by Will. He stood there on the stage, arms outstretched. Oh my god. No thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm and giving I swear mine, I could have cried. I'm giving my best number to Run the World, girl. Great. Yes, obviously. yes, yes. Um, because it's... I mean... This episode actually has a, a few really, really good numbers. I, yeah, I um, think the majority of the numbers are good. Yes. Screw, you can throw out Fix It and you can throw out the Dreamgirls number. I, I I love Dreamgirls, don't get me wrong, but like, just but wasn't well done. So. It doesn't fit. Like it's, no. I think it's an interesting attempt. Yes. Uh, but it's not really good. No. <laughs> Agreed. Maggie, how about you? My best number is also going to be Who Run the World. Okay. Nice. Because it's just so good. Like, yes. it's 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 ugh. just amazing. <laughs> yes. I, I will say, I think Cool is, like I was, like we were saying, the dancing is so good. Um, Spotlight is very good as well. Yes. Um, even the fame number is still, like, it's not bad. Like, the singing is, like, Mercedes's parts are really good. Rachel's parts are fine, too. But, like... It just They've isn't just, as good. Mercedes and Rachel have done better duets. Exactly. They did also, Take Me or Leave Me last yes. season, and it was so yep. good. Eh, anyway, okay, let's move on to the most important part, the rating. Um, so, for this episode, I gave it two out of five slushies because wow. I don't like the Emma storyline, and I don't like the terrible lies that Glee has been telling us. I'm giving it one slushie yeah. out of five. Uh because I liked the episode overall. I thought most of the numbers were good. Yep. I like the Mercedes plotline in some ways. At least it's a different take on, like, Mercedes becoming more self-possessed. Yep. Uh, the Mike storyline is, of course, very, very good. Yep. And while the Emma storyline is upsetting, it shows that Will is a horrible person, yeah. which I'm always for... Will being called out as bad. Well, okay. See, that's one of the reasons why I originally was thinking about giving this episode one out of five slushies because I think it is a very good episode. It goes down smooth. Like, it's not too... I think possibly because they've got the song spaced out in a good way. Yeah. And, like, Uh, we got our first song within, like, three minutes. Like, thankfully. Um, But no, I think... Which they need to do. (laughs) The the problems that I had were mostly because Will is in this episode too much. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. while... While he does bad things and it's kind of pointed out that he did bad things, it's still not... Like, he still gets way too much praise. They praise him for making Mercedes better, which is a lie. He screams at Mercedes multiple times. And then he did the thing he went behind emma's back all of that and he yes he does call out her parents but like you're saying he doesn't kick them out there's nothing following that like like he doesn't take he doesn't go far enough and there's no repercussions like there's no direct like emma being like hey that was the shittiest thing anyone's ever done to me thanks like she really 
like, she doesn't even really respond to no. Will in, like, a, hey, you've crossed boundaries that I didn't want you to cross. Exactly. Like, she never says that. She, like, Will barely apologizes to her. Right. It's, it sucks. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. I would like this episode more if Will wasn't in it as much. I would like if, this entire show If Emma show was, like, more. a human being, too, yes. instead of, like, a infantilized Prop? cardboard yeah. cutout. Yeah, for Will to, like... Fix. talk to people about yeah it's i i just i hate him a lot and i think this episode could have been really 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 good like i think this episode could have been one of the best episodes of glee if it yeah. weren't for those things if it wasn't for will for the most part so yeah take the will out uh give us more mike exactly uh, that's give us more mercedes that that's part of it too actually is it's kind of weird how abrupt the mercedes change is um, because yes. Shane says one thing to her, and then suddenly she's like, cut, she believes like, in herself. Yeah. yeah, which to be fair, we've argue, we've complained about it before. She should just believe in herself all the time. Like, there's no reason for her to doubt herself as much. Because we've never there's had been, any. Yeah, there's been like five plot lines so far where it's all about telling Mercedes to believe in herself, and she does it at the end of every time, but then forgets. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then that's the thing too. I don't. Well, while I like the Mike plotline, I think I should have had more. I think there should have been more to this Mike plotline. There's like three yes. scenes, honestly, when you count yeah. it up, that are about Mike. And then the entire episode is called Asian F. Like, Yes. Ugh. Anyway. There should have been more Mike. Anyway, the thing is, this season has been shaping up to be better than the first two. Much better. And I wish I could <laughs> Much give better this... than season two. Yes. Uh a little bit better than season one. <laughs> yes. But like, I wish I could give this a lower rating, but I can't because Will is terrible. Sure. So. Okay. Uh. Well, uh, that's, that's the whole thing. We t- did the episode. Yes. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. I, I think. I am too. I think I'm feeling a little bit better about this episode actually than I was when we first started. Cause mostly cause the ending is just such garbage where it's Will yeah. singing fix you. And <laughs> I'm just like, it is mondo garbage (laughs) so anyway but yeah i think i i like we were saying like i was just saying here like i think this season is shaping up to be better potentially than either the first two which is very exciting so so let's um let's close it out with some normal podcast business things uh, you can check us out online at various places, Twitter and Instagram at snmhakely. That's also our email, snmhakely at gmail.com. You can search us on Facebook using that same phrase or Sam and Maggie Hakely in the Facebook search bar. Yep. Uh, and if uh, you like what we do, please consider uh, uh, supporting us on Patreon yes. at Uh You can search through the Patreon, like, search program you can or also just yeah. do slash snm hakely yes uh we are pushing some of our donations every some of our uh pledges every month to donations to the trevor project yes. right now yep uh yeah. and yeah, yeah we do uh that. help us we, because yeah it's good we want to do the work that glee couldn't exactly and as, as in, Mag- in the smallest in in like a small way but the way yeah. that we can yeah and and as maggie has stated in prior episodes um we're soon gonna get into a really heinous um plot line that involves some trans characters that is yeah. really bad and we're gonna definitely want to start there's a lot um, there's a lot of transphobia especially yeah. from characters you don't expect it from Ooh. so yeah get ready i guess uh, but also yeah like sorry we'll, we'll probably um <laughs> Depending on, like, 
how things shape out of it. We'll, we'll probably end up looking into uh, uh, trans uh, uh, profit, nonprofit organizations to yes. help yeah, to push the and, money that way. So. Uh, be aware that we are planning on putting content warnings in front of yeah. the really bad stuff. Um, yeah. yep. yep. So that's it. That's uh, everything for now. We do hope you ter- tune back in next week. Uh, is there anything from Twitter? Not that I have. Um, but the other thing, too, is next week we're going to be talking about episode four, which is called Pot of Gold. Um, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Rory. Rory Flanagan. Here he comes. Yes. Um, Glee, st- uh, Glee Project Star. Yes. Um, let me just see. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything from Twitter. Um, I'll get better about making sure we tweet out uh, the announcement of the episodes. So that way we can... Get your lovely hopefully thoughts all this, and feelings. Hopefully all this has been cut in the editing. Yes. And then, um, but until next time, Pot of Gold, uh, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top.